Well, that is so true. A little bit of wisdom goes a long, long way. And that's what we've been talking about in this series. We've been talking about wisdom and particularly the kind of wisdom that God can give us. Now, we have a simple definition for the word wisdom. Here it is. Skilled living. If a person's wise, they don't just know stuff. They live in a way that's good and wholesome and blessed by God. They live skillfully. Now, our definition of wisdom is a contrast from the word knowledge, okay? Knowledge is just information you know. In wisdom is how you apply that information correctly so it brings out the greatest benefit. So knowledge isn't enough. We've got to have wisdom to apply that knowledge. Now, our theme scripture for this series is from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. We're using the book of Proverbs because it is so full of practical wisdom that it's just begging for us to look at it. Here's the scripture from Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. If you get wisdom, life will be what God wants it to be for you. Get wisdom. Focus on God. Speak to me. Show me how to live, and things get so good. Now, I want to review where we've come so far. In week one, we talked about the foundation of wisdom. What's the bedrock of it? And we looked at a phrase from Scripture that says, the fear of the Lord. And we interpreted that as respecting God and basically having this attitude, God, you are always right. There is no, God says this, but no, God, you're always right. And the foundation of wisdom is always recognizing that and committing to that and submitting our life to that. The second week, we talked about a contented life. And in this message, we discussed the fact that as we grow in wisdom and in skillful living, we become more content on the inside. And contentment is so rare these days. People are always looking for the next thing and are always unhappy. But as I live more wisely, I have more contentment in my heart. And then last Sunday, we talked about a legacy life. We talked about generosity and how important it is to live with a generous heart. And we saw over and over in Proverbs how important that is. We quoted a famous British statesman, Winston Churchill. He said this, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a life by what we give. All right, now today we're going to talk about an attitude that is critical if we're going to learn to live wisely, to live skillfully. Without this attitude, you won't make much progress at all. And this attitude is all over the book of Proverbs, and here it is. The critical attitude to wise, skilled living is teachability. Teachability, someone who is willing to learn. This is the attitude of somebody who says, I don't know it all. I want to grow no matter how smart or wise I get. I want to be wiser still. They are lifelong learners, lifelong learners. Proverbs 10.8 talks about those guys. The wise are glad to be instructed. No, wait, they're already wise, right? But they want to get wiser. So part of wisdom is wanting to have more wisdom, right? So the wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People who just want to talk all the time and not listen and grow, flat on their faces. So our words, we're going to start today talking about how people talk because our words display where we are regarding wisdom. So like we did in the first message of the series, um, we're going to talk about a few different types of people today. And the, the first two that we're going to talk about are tied in with what we call the fool in the very first message. So the and, just so you know, the two that I'm about to mention, you can, not you, but somebody you know, <laughs> might be able to be both of these people at the same time. Sometimes it works that way. So 
Let, let's just take a look at two different uh, people in the full category, and here we go. The first is the know-it-all. The know-it-all. Now, I saw some of you look to the left and to the right as I said that, and y'all need to stop that. Um, in case you have never met this person, a know-it-all is somebody who's an expert on everything from aircrafts to zombies, okay? A to Z. They know everything about everything. And you know this because they tell you what they know and how much they know about everything they know. Uh, they, they, like, they, they talk like they know it all. There's nothing they don't know. They'll, they'll always give you advice on anything you talk about. They've got something to say about it. They've got something to interject. They've got some knowledge that, uh, you know, they think they have that they, doggone it, you're going to hear it. You are going to hear what they have to say about this subject, and it seems to be every single time. That's a, a know-it-all. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard about it. Yeah, I know that. They always act like they have insight to everything. And it's it just, it, it will, it'll drive you crazy, actually. Proverbs 28, 26 Let's take a look here. Those who trust their own insight are foolish. So there it's connecting it to this person who we called the fool to begin with. But anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Now, a know-it-all trusts their own insight and trusts that or believes that you need to have their insight too. And so they come off as somebody who thinks they know everything. Now, there's a chance just to let, let if, in case there is a know-it-all in here today, um, it's, there's a chance that they don't really grasp the fact that they are being a know-it-all. In their minds, it's very possible that they are being helpful, and so that it doesn't, that we're not meaning these are bad, horrible, awful people, but the thing is, they think so highly of themselves that now they, they've gotten off track, and they actually look down on other people. And here's what happens. Here's what happens to a know-it-all. People, well, they will start living a frustrated life. A know-it-all will start living a frustrated life because people can only put up with it for so long. And after a little bit, whatever little period of time, people will stop answering their phone calls. And so every time they call, they're going to get voicemail. And they're like, man, they, why don't they ever pick up? Well, it might be, you know, it's possible there's a reason here. And now you know that they, they just didn't hear it because, you know, it, it sounds like it goes, rings like four times and then goes to voicemail. But if this, if this know-it-all calls somebody and as, as soon as they hit send, it's like, you know, you know hello, this is immediate. What that means is that person pushed the deny button on their phone like, nope, not talking to you. And this happens to a know-it-all a lot. People will stop responding to their text, or it'll be like four or five days because they have to build up the energy to talk to the know-it-all, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you just, you know it. You know it. <laughs> what happens is people's eyes glaze over when a know-it-all starts talking because they're like, I can't take it anymore. I just can't. I, I just can't. So this is what happens to them. They start suffering because they are being foolish. They start suffering relationally, you know, relationally speaking because they're, they're not wise and they're actually pushing people away. They, they lack the wisdom, they lack the skilled living that says sometimes you should just listen and learn. All right, that's, that's person number one. Person number two is the been there, done that person. 
They're real similar. They are. They, and again, you can be both at the same time, but the been there, done that, that person. Proverbs 18.2, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. So have you ever known this guy? They just, they have done everything. Anything you've done, they've done it. And they probably did it better, faster, and were better looking while they did it. <laughs> I mean, that's the been there, done that person. You know, there's, say there's a group of guys and they're talking about, man, last weekend, I just, I jumped out of a plane for the first time. I went skydiving and it was great. And I was going, I got the video, my face is going, you know, and I threw up a little bit while I was on the way down. But it was, it was amazing. And they're just, you know, they're excited that they went. And the people, yeah, man, it's a great time. The been there, done that person's like, yeah, I've been skydiving 75 times. As a matter of fact, I'm so good at it. I don't even have to have that person attached to me anymore. I get to jump solo. And I, I even get, went online. I can, I can you know, fold my own parachute. I don't even need their help. You know, I, I'm a veteran. I, I've been there. I've done that. I even bought a T-shirt. That's the been there, done that person. Maybe you've met this guy. Uh, there, there, you know, let's, let's go one more. You got some people that go offshore fishing, say. And they, I, by the way, I love deep sea fishing. And so... A group of guys goes, and they come back, man, we caught snapper, and we got, I got some lane snapper, and I got some red snapper, and we, we even caught a, um, we caught a tuna, and, and one guy caught a, even got a sailfish, but the, the captain let him catch it, and it was just great. We had a great time. The been there, done that guy says, I go deep sea fishing all the time. Matter of fact, I got this freezer full of red snapper. I only keep red snapper. All those other fish you're talking about, you know, they're not even worth my time because they don't taste as good. Snapper's all I keep, and, you know, I've, I've done it so much. It's not even, it doesn't even excite me that much anymore. That's the been there, done that guy. Now, um, do you know what happens to the been there, done that guy? Here's what happens. People quit answering their phone calls. People quit engaging them in conversation. People stop answering their texts. They live a frustrated life and they start to suffer because they lack the wisdom and the skilled living that says sometimes you should just listen and learn. People don't always care if you've done it or not. Now, the third time you want to, I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying that person that you know, person that you know. Now, the third type of person we want to talk about this morning is the teachable person, the person who has an attitude of teachability. Now, we want to say a few things about these guys. First off, we want to say they have a huge upside, a huge upside. And by that, we mean they have great potential because they're committed to living wisely and God will give them more and more wisdom. So they have a huge upside. We use the term in sports to say, now that athlete's about reached his potential, but this guy's got a huge upside. The uh, famous Houston Rocket, Hakeem Olajuwon, was that way. He grew up in Nigeria, didn't even play basketball till he was 17 and then came to the States and was good enough to make the Houston Cougars basketball team, but he wasn't that great. And so he went to the coaches and said, I, I, what do I need to do? They said, well, kid, we think you got potential, but you need to work hard. And why don't you go across town in Houston to Moses Malone, the best center in the NBA at the time, and he'll coach you up. And so he went and did that. And as a result, he became one of the best players in the country, had a great NBA career, all because he was willing to embrace the fact that he had an upside he had to pursue. He had this huge upside. Well, that was in sports. We have a more important upside. We have an upside for life. 
we have an upside for wisdom. If we all commit to living wisely and letting God teach us skillful living, our potential in our life, the, the sky's the limit, really can be true for me and for you. Look at this verse from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those who receive understanding receive guidance. So the wise, the teachable, these guys, they listen, and they become wiser still, okay, because there's a huge upside. You could say they have a wisdom upside, and boy, that, that's where I want to be with a wisdom upside. Now, we want to look at some more attributes of the teachable to, to really get a, a good picture of what they look like. The teachable. Somebody that's teachable. And folks, the, the stuff we're talking about, it works whether you, it works for people that aren't even following Jesus because God was so wise. But for those of us that are, uh, that if you're following Jesus, it's even that much bigger. The teachable are this they're humble. The teachable, humble. This is pretty much the opposite of the know it all, like total, total opposite. Matter of fact, the, the humble person knows they don't know it all. They know that they will never know it all and that they've always got to learn. They know that they need to be teachable to live wisely. I hope that you've met that person. Matter of fact, I hope that all of us are, are wanting to be that person. A, a humble, let, let me read you this, Proverbs eleven twelve. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. With humility comes wisdom. A humble person accepts the fact that they have things to learn and that maybe the person that's talking has something valuable to say and maybe they don't need to say anything about it at all. They, they respect the fact that other people have lives too, that other people have, have figured things out also. They're, they're humble and they're like, hey, you are as important as I am. That, that's what a, a humble person thinks. They see themselves actually accurately. So that, that's the first part. The second one is this. A, a teachable person has a desire to grow. They have a desire to grow. They're, they're never really satisfied with their development. Like, hey, I did that good, and, and I, I did a good job, but I, I think I can learn a little bit more. I think I can probably do it a little bit better next time. And so they're always looking for a way to improve themselves. They've got a, a great estimation of who they are, where they're at, and the fact that they can still grow more. One specific way that a person that has a desire to grow, a person that's teachable, one way they do this is found in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. They actually use their friends to sharpen them. And, and sometimes that, that stings a little bit. Maybe, maybe you've experienced this. Uh, you, you've had a, a friend come to you and say, hey, uh, you know, what you're doing, it's really going to take you the wrong way. Well, you know, you know that thing you've got going on? You, that, that needs to stop. A friend will reach out to you, and, they'll, and it, they, you know, it's like iron hitting, and, and sometimes it hurts, and sometimes it cuts, and uh, maybe you've experienced it where somebody has cared enough about you that they did that. Well, if you're teachable, you allow them to sharpen you, and you'll consider, hmm, you know what, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I've thought about this incorrectly. Maybe I've, been my, I've had my brain wrapped around the wrong thing. Maybe my priority has been wrong, whatever it is. 
and, and you allow trusted friends to give you uh, constructive criticism, you, you allow that into your life, that's a person that wants to grow. Uh, a person that wants to grow, they want to change. And as a matter of fact, they even will change their mind. Now, this one I have found in my own life to be difficult. Um, I asked this question to myself already, but I'm going to ask it to you guys. When was the last time you changed your mind about something important? When was the last time you changed your mind about something important? If it has been a very long time, most likely that's when you quit growing. That's when you quit improving. You quit thinking that you needed to learn. There's no reason for me to change my mind. There's some absolutes. We believe there's absolutes in the Bible, so I'm not talking about absolutes, but I'm talking about other things. Um, how about changing your mind about how you treat people, about how you treat your spouse, your kids, family, friends? You, you know, if you've thought for years, well, they just know how I am. They, they know me. This is the, they know what kind of person I am, and so they just, they're just going to have to deal with it. Well, you're, you're probably uh, one of these unteachable people. You know, when, when was the last time that you thought differently or changed your mind about anything uh, in, the, in the realm of politics? Um, folks, listen, no matter what political party you agree with or disagree with or a part of or not, here's the, here's the cold, hard facts. Every political party is run by people who are imperfect, Every political party has flaws. There are probably some good things about everyone, bad things, and maybe a lot of bad things or a lot of good things or all of that. But if you and I, or if people just say, I, I don't need to change my mind about this. I'm, I'm red, I'm blue, I'm green, I'm purple. I don't, I don't know the, all the colors. But that's what I am, and that's the way I am for the rest of my life, and I'm never gonna think anything different about it, and you can't talk to me. Well. Maybe that's the case, but I guarantee you there's something you can learn by listening. And so a wise person is teachable, and they, they know that there's, whether or not their core beliefs won't, may not change, they can still change their mind about the way they treat people, the way they think about certain things. What about God? When was the last time you changed your mind about God? I'm like, what? I know my, my longtime church people in here be like, what are you talking about? Well... You know, maybe when was the last time you thought about how much God loves somebody else? When have you changed your mind about how God loves the person that you don't really care for? And when have you think, you know, I need to think differently about this person because God cares about them. Maybe you need to think differently about God because you've thought, well, he's, you know, God's just punishing me or God's this or he's going to be mad. Here's how you can, um, I want to help all of us with this. There's a lot of stuff about God in the Bible that's true. As a matter of fact, everything in the Bible about God is true. And if you and I think differently than what we read in the Bible, well, let me put it this way. If God thinks something and I think something different, one of us needs to change. And, you know, it's probably me. Probably me. As a matter of fact, it's absolutely me. When was the last time you thought differently, you changed your mind about something important? Now, here's a, 
here's a tough statement that I, I heard actually a long time ago or a while back, and it shook me because, doggone it, it was true about me. Um, if you haven't changed your mind about something important in the last 10 years, you stopped learning. You stopped improving. If all the stories that you tell today are the same stories you told 10 years ago, you've stopped progressing because you're, you're telling about things that happened way back then, and those sort of things are okay, but if you have nothing new, you've learned nothing, you've improved, you haven't improved at all, and you have nothing new to tell people, you've stopped learning. I want to be teachable. The wise person is teachable, and so I, you know, I need help with that sometimes. The teachable are inspiring. This is, this is an upside. The, the, the teachable are inspiring. Matthew 5, 16, so don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so the commendable things you do. So we're talking about sharing Jesus. We're talking about letting people know who, who God is and the commendable things you do. People see your teachability and it, how great it has helped you. They, they see it because you're letting it shine. They will shine his light upon them and they will give their praise to their father, our father, your father in heaven. He's all of our fathers in heaven. People who are teachable inspire others. They give energy to people. They, they, they give in just that inspiration to, if they can do that, I can do that. If they can grow and improve, and after they, wow, I thought that they'd been doing this for so long, but they changed their mind. They saw how things shifted, and they needed to adapt. We can do that, and it's inspiring to other people. Now, if being teachable is so important, then the next question comes up, and it's how, how do we get there? We get there with a two-step process. These are really two sides of one coin, okay? The first step is to initiate this process of growing in wisdom and growing in teachability. And so, basically, you come to God first, right? Let's look at James 1.5. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God. Initiate a process of growing in wisdom. Ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. Now, I love the rest of this verse because it describes God's attitude towards us when we're needing wisdom, and he's going to give it to us. Look at this next verse. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Man, I love that. God's not up there saying, well, it's about time you ask for some wisdom. Uh, you, 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 you know, how's that working out for you? You know, he, he's not that way. He's not, he's not like maybe I've been as a parent a little with my kids. He's like, hey, here it is. Here is the wisdom I have for you, and this wisdom is so great, it's going to overwhelm your failures. Some things are going to get set right in your life because you're coming to me for wisdom. So asking God for wisdom is to admit I need it and then do those things where we know we can receive wisdom from God. Read the Bible, pray, talk, talk to God and ask him to speak to you and sit and listen. That's one good thing about mowing the grass. I pretty much hate mowing the grass because my dad ruined me as a kid. I have such a sad story. But mowing the grass is a good time to just think and say, God, speak to me. I'm bothered about this. How do you see it? Give me wisdom and just Listen, initiate the growth. Now, the other side of the coin is to implement the fresh wisdom. So you've initiated and asked God for wisdom, and he's communicating to you somehow, some way, and you're receiving the wisdom he wants you to have. And so now you've got to implement it. James 1.22, 
But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. So it's one thing to initiate seeking wisdom. It's a whole other thing to apply it. It's a whole other thing, excuse me, to implement wisdom. It's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to do, right? So let me ask you a question. Have you started anything lately, a fresh thing, taken a step of some kind to help you grow? You feel like God's shown you something and given you wisdom for a better way maybe or something that is lacking he wants to add to your life? Have you taken any kind of step? Have you asked God to help you form a new, healthy, life-giving habit that could make a big difference in your life? How about uh, have you asked God to help you treat somebody better? Have you asked God, Lord, I want to be a better husband or father or friend? Have you asked God for that? Have you taken any kind of step in your spiritual life? Have you implemented what you know is God's will? If you're a believer and haven't been baptized, have you been baptized? Are you open to that? Are you willing to implement the wisdom that you already have? All right, we want to have our wisdom statement that kind of wraps up the whole message. And so here's today's wisdom. Being teachable leads to wise, skilled living. So maybe you find yourself thinking, okay, I can remember that one. Being teachable leads to wise, skilled living. I want to take that home. I want to bring that into my life. Well, if, if you're in that spot today, when we here in just a couple minutes, when we close it out, we're going to pray for you. Now, you also might be in here, or you may be in here today being the person that says, I want to do that, but I haven't even connected with God. This, this may be your first time in church ever. And, and you may be thinking, I just, I need to get things straight you know, all the way from the beginning and everything in my life. Well, if that's you and you're saying, I want to start a, a genuine, a, a meaningful relationship with God today, here's what you do. You talk to God and you say, God, I need you at number one. I want to put you in the first place in my life. Please forgive me where I've gone wrong, where I've, Lord, help me get my life together, where I have did it on accident, where I did it on purpose, and, and Lord, help me get my life together. Jesus, thank you for uh, making a way for me to actually connect to God. God, take me where I need to go. Lead me and guide me. I want to follow you. You, you just you make, make that decision in your heart to talk to God and say, this is, this is how I want to go from here on out. And if that's you, uh, there's some green cards that are in the seats they're in those little pockets, and we'd like to ask you to fill them out. I've decided to start a meaningful relationship with God. Fill that out and drop it in the little, little teal-looking boxes on the way out. Outside the doors, you'll see them. And we want to reach out to you and say, you know what? Here's what you do next, and here's how you can keep growing. Here's how you can keep learning. Here's how you can become the person that God called you to be. Uh, we, we, we want to reach out to you and and genuinely connect with you guys. So if that's you, please do that. Now, for everybody in here, y'all stand up with us, and um, I want to remind you of two things. One, there are people that are going to be ready to pray with you after when we head out on either side of the stage. They will take the time to pray for you personally. If there's something that, it, it may have nothing to do with anything we talked about today, that's okay. They want to take the time to pray for you. They love you. They care about you, and they've been praying for you already. Um, so that, that's one. Two, on your way out, please you know, remember to give. And thank you guys for being so generous. 
Um, now we want to take the time uh, to pray for you. Let's pray. God, I lift up each and every person in here. And I th- we thank you so much that your grace overwhelms our mistakes. That when we come to you and we ask, God, I, I need you to help me be wise. I, I want to apply the, the wisdom you have. I thank you so much that you are so big that the mistakes we've made and the time we've wasted and all of that stuff, you swallow it all up and that you love us and that you reach down, that you reach into us and give us the wisdom we're asking for. Pray that from here on out, from today on, that we, that we move forward in life with the wisdom you've spoke to our hearts today. Help us to implement it. Help us to get it rolling in our lives. Remind us of the things that you've said to our hearts. I do pray that you show us areas in our life where, where we have been teachable, where we've done it really well, where we've been open and, and help us to know that, yes, we're on the right track in those, in those spots. And then we ask that you show us spots where, where we haven't been. Maybe we've been closed off and we haven't changed the way we thought and we weren't teachable and, and all of those things. Show them to us, God, because sometimes we just don't know. We didn't realize it. Turn the light on it so we can see it and begin to get that healthy in our lives. I pray that you would bless and keep each and every person in here this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It was so great to see everybody in here this morning.